Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacker Shaquille Barrett spent five years in Denver playing with the Denver Broncos before joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the 2019 season. Now entering week three of the 2020 NFL season, Shaq Barrett gets set to take his new teammates into his former home as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get ready to invade mile high. Before the team took off for their trip, however, Shaq sat down with the media and answered some questions. And then you're going to want to stick around as I bring on a guest onto today's show to, to talk about this upcoming week three matchup who until this last offseason had spent the entirety of his professional career in the New England area. All of that coming up on today's episode of Locked On Bucks Podcast. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to today's episode of Locked On Bucks Podcast, brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. I myself am recording this on a Thursday, and while I'm going to make sure I do a good job, I can't wait to get done with it so I can go downstairs and watch some Thursday night football and just watch the game as a fan of the sport itself. Meanwhile, Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. On today's episode, guys, we're going to talk about some comments that Shaquille Barrett gave to the media on Thursday ahead of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers week three matchup against the Denver Broncos. And then I'm going to bring on a guest to help me wrap up our preview of this weekend's contest, go over some key matchups, some players to look for, some bold predictions, and of course, our final score predictions for the week. But before we get into that, if this is your first time listening to us uh, at all, or especially this week, then you probably haven't heard about our new relationship with our friends at Nyko Sports, who have an amazing football commemorating your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, along with Tom Brady becoming the main guy for the Bucks. This football is a limited edition, only 2,020 of them, with all the stats for Tom Brady, along with a panel that has the image of Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Chris Godwin, and Levante David. This football is selling like crazy. It's a full-size Rawlings official football with a panel of all of Brady's stats fully embossed. Panel number two has the Bucks logo with the championship history and franchise history of the team. This football is only $99. If you want this football, all you have to do is call 1-800-345-2868 right away. Again, these guys, these things are selling fast, guys. So get to that number, one 800 Three four five two eight six eight. You can also order online at nikosports.com. That's N-I-K-C-O sports.com. Make sure you mention the Locked on Bucks podcast. I'm your host for today's episode, David Harrison. James Yarko has the day off. You can find me on Twitter at dharrison82. Find James at jyarko underscore bucks. Both of us writers for SB Nation covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for bucksnation.com. Find that at bucksnation.com on Twitter at bucks underscore nation. Of course, find the show at Locked on bucks today we're going to be talking about some comments that Shaquille Barrett shared with the media on Thursday about his upcoming return to Denver Colorado where he played with the Denver Broncos for the first five seasons of his career and I'm going to welcome a guest onto the show who relocated to Florida this offseason from the New England area we're going to talk about this upcoming matchup key players key matchups in the game and then of course we're gonna make some bold predictions have some final score predictions for you guys to get you set for the weekend as you anticipate hopefully what's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers second win of the season. But before we do that, guys, we've got to get you to your lead Tampa Bay Buccaneers story brought to you 
by the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am David Harrison, and Shaquille Barrett met with the Tampa media on Thursday to discuss his team's upcoming matchup, of course, but also the reunion he's about to have with the Denver Broncos, the team that he started his NFL career with, spent five years there prior to moving to Tampa, Florida to play for the Buccaneers in the 2019 season. Of course, ended up with that 19 and a half sack season. Ended up franchise tag this last offseason in lieu of a long-term deal coming into the 2020 NFL season looking for that long-term deal. We're going to listen in now to some of the comments that he made on Thursday, and we're going to start off with a question and answer started by Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. And going back to Denver, I mean, this is a place that you, know, you spent a lot of time. What do you imagine it'll be like now, you know, walking into that stadium with what you've accomplished? Oh, it's going to feel good to go back there, uh, trying to get another win. That's the most important thing to come out as a winner, be two and one. So we could be on the right same page, well, the right page for setting us up for the rest of the season. But I'm not, I mean, it's going to, like, I just want to show them that they did had a chance to have and they let me go. But I'm happy with my situation down here. I love it. I'm like, is like literally just the best plan that could have ever happened and worked out. Again, that was former Denver Broncos linebacker and current Tampa Bay Buccaneers outside linebacker Shaquille Barrett responding to a question posed to him by Tampa Bay Times' Rick Stroud about his return to Denver. And no surprise, guys, Shaq has made it zero secret that he's so happy to be in Tampa. He he went he mentioned last season that he's played in 3-4 defenses before, but he hasn't played in, quote, this, unquote, kind of 3-4 defense orchestrated by Todd Bowles, a very fun defense to be a part of, especially when they're all firing on all cylinders, getting sacks, having fun, doing dances on the field, and Shaq reiterating to the media on Thursday. He couldn't be happier in his current situation, of course, hoping that his future situation includes a long-term deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll have to see what happens during the 2021 offseason based off of what he does this year, playing on the franchise tag after the 19-and-a-half sack season that he had for the Buccaneers in year one with the franchise. And then, of course, everybody loves a revenge game. Every time you see a player go in and face their old team, especially when you're talking about a player who was underestimated, undervalued, probably underappreciated in the former franchise, leading to his departure from the Denver Broncos organization to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization. And now you also see the Denver Broncos franchise is dealing with a lot of injuries. Von Miller already out for the season. They've got a banged-up defense. Bradley Chubb is kind of out there, the, the lone pass rusher with really any type of upside right now. That team could really use a guy like Shaq Barrett. And he did mention in another another segment to the media that they did try to kind of hold on to him as a backup, as kind of a safety valve in case one of those guys got injured. Injured, but he wasn't looking for that. He was looking for an opportunity to become a starter. And as he put it here on the Locked On Bucks podcast, when he signed with the team, he wanted to be on the field for the, for the beginning of the game, and he wanted to be on the field at the end of the game when it mattered the most. That's what he's doing with the Buccaneers. That's not what he was doing with the Denver Broncos. So happy to be part of the organization. The organization is happy that he's part of it. The fan base is happy that he's part of the Bucks especially entering this week three matchup because nobody wants to see Shaq Barrett trying to chase down Tom Brady at mile high. Shaq Barrett, of course, had plenty more to say to the media on Thursday. If you need to, by all means, head over to BucksNation.com, head over to Buccaneers.com, check out the rest of those comments that he had for everyone. But we're going to move on with our Friday episode here, the Locked on Bucks podcast. I'm about to bring a guest on to really get in depth with everything that we expect to see on this in this weekend's matchup against the Denver Broncos. But before we do that, guys, first I need to talk to you about your local businesses. You need to help support them. We all need to help support our local businesses, whether there are corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your community. They remember your order and call you by name. They're always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. 
The next time you go shopping, help your team score and choose to shop at local businesses. And while you're there, look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL and sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network. And of course, James and I couldn't do this job as well as we at least try to without the assistance of NFL Game Pass. This season, get football in your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Wrapping up the week here at the Locked On Bucks podcast, getting ready for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Week 3 matchup against the Denver Broncos on the road there in Colorado. And guys, in the previous segment, I teased uh, to you guys that we have a guest coming on, our final guest for the week, and really a first-time guest on this show uh, and I got to tell you guys, I'm really excited for this because this guest just this year came down to Florida from the New England area. Very exciting stuff, right? And ever since he came down to the Tampa area, to the Florida area, I mean, the, the Buccaneers have just been the toast of the town, the, the buzz all over ESPN's camping outside of Tom Brady's house ever since this gentleman moved down. And of course, I'm talking about Jordan Moore, writer and producer, Spectrum Bay News 9, covering Tampa sports, Jordan I really hope none of our listeners were expecting Tom Brady because <laughs> I love our show and I love what we do, but I don't think we're exclusive with Tom Brady levels just yet. Jordan, how are you? Uh, introduce yourself even further to the audience. What's up? Yeah, gl- glad to be on. I, I kind of moved down here in, in June to St. Pete, so moved from Boston. I um, just finished up grad school there. So yeah, I, I kind of moved with Brady and Gronk, you could say. Yeah, and I mean, I can't think that it's a coincidence that that you three gentlemen are moving from the New England area down to Florida, and all of a sudden, Tampa sports is just ablaze. I mean, uh, the Rays are on on fire. The, la- the Lightning are on fire, about to win a championship. And now the Buccaneers, I mean, one and one, hopefully about to go to two and one, but they've been the toast of the town, like we said, all offseason. Uh, the big story for the NFL coming, of course, with Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. And let's, let's kind of start there, Jordan. I mean, you have your roots there in the Boston area, you covered the the, uh, the New England Patriots and Boston sports there for a time being. So, you know, a lot has been been said about how is Tom Brady going to fit in with Bruce Arians, the Buccaneers. Are you seeing a different kind of quarterback than you're used to seeing? Or is this just really kind of the same old Tom Brady, just a little bit of those growing pains that everybody should have been expecting coming into the season? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, you look at Tom Brady and the Bucs this year, I, I think he's the same quarterback that he was last year in 2019 with the Patriots. I covered him a lot last year, and and I really focused on his play. And it's it's kind of similar to the first week. Um, you know, the Bucks struggled a lot with the with the Saints, and you know, you could say, oh, Brady didn't have that many weapons with with Godwin. You know, going down at the end, and I know he didn't have Godwin um, last week, but Mike Evans wasn't fully health, healthy the first week either. So um, you got to think too that the Bucks haven't been on a on a field going one hundred percent. And that was the first test, a really good Saints defense, I would say. I know they didn't look too good against the Raiders last week, um, but Waller is pretty good tight end. I think they tore him up a little bit. But 
I think it's the same quarterback. I just think it's it's like you said the the growing pains because you know you have Evans, you have Godwin, um, and you have Gronk and, and OJ Howard. But you know I, I know Gronk hasn't been in the passing game that much. I think that's something we see change going you know further along in the season. I, I think Gronk will get involved a little more, but that's not really why the 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 Bucks signed Gronk. I mean, Gronk's a really good blocking tight end. I think that's more so why they signed him. And you have OJ Howard who can catch a little more than, than Gronk. So I think they're going to use them as like a dual threat kind of thing. But going back to Brady, I, I really think that he's the same quarterback as he has been. And I mean, you saw last week, the box score didn't really show it. Um, but I thought he had a, a pretty good game last week, a, a good bounce back game against the Panthers. Yeah. And I mean, you touched there on Rob Gronkowski and of course he's another player, you know, coming over from new England in that trade uh, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers made before draft weekend. And then a lot of people coming into the season, you know, really kind of going into August, I think Rob Gronkowski was, was considered kind of by default, the tight end number one. And then as the team moved through training camp, it kind of came out that more and more OJ was really kind of taking those primary snaps. Whereas Rob Gronkowski was kind of playing that second fiddle. And then of course, there towards the end of the training camp session, uh, Bruce Aarons comes out and says, listen, this is the, our base offense is, is our is 12 personnel. So we're going to have two tight ends on the field more often than not. And when the first official depth chart was released by the Buccaneers, you have both Rob and OJ listed as starters at tight end, kind of solidifying that fact that this is a 12 personnel base offense. Uh, but, but a lot of people have been a little disappointed with Rob Gronkowski's uh, production or involvement in the offense, really as tight ends in general, thinking that 12 personnel, you should have more production coming from those tight ends. And this is something, Jordan, that going back to last year, OJ Howard, obviously the disappointing season he had, but James and I were kind of explaining to people that, you know, while it's not going to help your fantasy roster by any means, and a lot of people were mad about that, OJ Howard was really a big part of this Buccaneers offense in 2019 that put up all those yards, put up all those points. He just wasn't as big a part from the stat box um, uh, viewpoint as, as many, many people wanted him to be. And you touched on that Rob Gronkowski being one of the best blocking tight ends. Uh, I've heard some people say in the, in the history of the game, you know, I, I haven't studied tight ends enough to know whether or not I agree with that statement, but go a little bit further into that. I mean, do, do you expect the, the, the Buccaneers tight ends, Rob Gronkowski specifically, but really just in general to pick up their individual production? Or do you kind of think this is just how that 12 personnel package is really designed to go is to give Tom Brady more time, maybe open up some more blocking lanes, those running backs when they can and then contribute in the passing game as they can yeah I think the first eight weeks or so I think this is kind of how it's going to go um I know OJ caught a uh, touchdown the first week and I think you know if you're really gonna look at who's going to have the most receptions and the most receiving touchdowns I think it's going to be OJ Howard I think Gronk does get involved later in the season I think Arians wants to and Brady because I think Brady has a lot of um you know, say in what they do on the offensive side of the ball. But I really think that Gronk gets involved later. I think right now they're trying to, you know, establish that run game. So I I studied um, Brady's film a a lot last week, and it's something a lot very different than the Patriots do is Arians is going to that shotgun style offense, and and Brady is really not comfortable in that. I think you saw that in week one. They went away from it a little bit um, last week against the Panthers, but – you know, it's still a lot more than he's used to. I think for the Bucks to be successful, I think they need that tight end production, but also they need the run game too. And I think they did a lot of play action last week. They did a lot of play action against the Saints, um, but then they were down, so they couldn't really do play action, didn't really work. 
um, against the Saints. So I think last week you saw when you have that and you have a back like Fournette and even, you know, Ronald Jones too, that opens up the passing game. And I think that uh, next week you'll still see Gronk block. I, I mean, Gronk is, is, I would say the best dual threat when it comes to blocking and receiving too. I know he's a little slower off the ball, off the snap um, this year. And I mean, he's been, it's okay to say because, you know, he's been away from the game for a year. So um, I think that he gets back into things midway through the season. I think he's going to have a a little more receiving yards and and a couple more touchdowns, but I think this is what you're going to see for the majority of the season is OJ Howard getting those, those receiving yards. We got to talk about the Denver Broncos and week three, and we're going to start off in the injury reports, uh, both the Buccaneers and Broncos releasing their Thursday injury reports. Chris Godwin uh, for the Buccaneers, again, a full participant still in that concussion protocol, fully expected to be cleared. Uh, Scotty Miller still kind of hampered with that hip groin injury, limited participant, but Hey, he participated. So that's good news. Jason Pierre Paul downgraded from Wednesday. Wednesday was a limited participant with a knee. Uh, today did not participate. However, JPP takes Thursdays off practice anyway, so really don't probably put a whole lot of stock into that. I think he'll be fine. Donovan Smith, limited participant for the second day in a row. Justin Watson still not practicing with that shoulder injury, so it looks like you're getting Chris Godwin back, but you might be losing Justin Watson. I think that the Buccaneers are a net positive on that, Jordan. Uh, anything from the Buccaneers injury report that stands out to you? Any concerns? I mean, do you think JPP taking Thursday off is anything more than just his normal Veterans Day off? No, I think, I mean, you look at Thursday's is normal veterans day off. Like you said, I, th- I think he goes, um, as far as Godwin, yeah, I think he's, I think it's close to 100% with him. I think he just needed to pass the concussion protocol, which he did. Um, I think, I think that, you know, having Justin Watson now is, is you're right. It's a little bit, um, of a concern, but I, I don't think that he's so much involved in the offense that it will really change anything against against a defense that doesn't have, you know, Von Miller, their their best player. So I mean, looking at the injury report, I don't think it's anything to to be concerned about at all. And then flipping over to the Broncos side of things, still just a laundry list of players, unfortunately for them. Uh Devontae Harris again did not practice the hamstring. Philip Lindsay still not practicing with that turf toe. Drew Locke, I mean he's not playing. He's on the injury report because he's not on IR, but he's not playing with that shoulder injury. Uh Darrell Casey back to full practice after being a limited participant on Wednesday. So he looks like he's a full go uh, to face the Buccaneers this weekend. Shelby Harris, still a limited participant with a neck. Uh, Jerry Judy, still a limited participant, but you know he's going, especially with them missing Cortland Sutton. Uh, Trey Marshall, still limited. Bradley Chubb did not participate, but not injury-related, so you expect he's still going to be ready for the weekend. Um, I mean, I mean, Jordan, there's, there's so many injuries to go through here. Um, how do you feel about this matchup just with those injuries and this depleted Broncos roster? Do you think that this could be a trap game where the Buccaneers, if if – uh, to to paraphrase Bruce Arians, if they're reading their own press cl- clippings about how easy this game should be, could get caught uh, caught sleeping a little bit. Yeah, I mean the the Broncos were. I kind of had them as a dark horse for a, a playoff team going into the season. I know they lost, you know, obviously Cortland Sutton and you know Jerry Judy is is going this this week, but you know he's still questionable. He's still kind of beat up too. And then obviously Drew Locke, I, I thought he was kind of even a dark horse for MVP. I know that's like kind of a bold take, but I really believe in the Broncos. I, I kind of like what they're de- what they're doing. You know, going to this offensive style um, of, of football. They had a really good draft. I was I was kind of excited about them to to watch Locke really you know develop with along with J- Judy and, and Cortland Sutton. Obviously, none of those guys are really 
have been doing that well. Um, and then the injuries definitely don't help it at all. But like you said, it could be a trap game. Um, I don't see it being a, a, a trap game. I think the Buccaneers are going to handle them pretty, I wouldn't say easily, but I, I just don't see Tom Brady with a, a healthy Chris Godwin, a healthy Mike Evans and healthy OJ Howard and an offensive line that played a lot better last week against the Panthers. I, I don't think that they fall to the Broncos. I know it's in Denver and Brady doesn't really play that well in Denver, but you know, I, I just, I don't think it's going to be a trap game. I, I think Brady doesn't fall into that. Hey, like this is an easy win kind of mentality. I think he always goes out there and says, you know, we need to, to be whoever we're playing that day. So I, I think that the Broncos or the Buccaneers won't have a problem um, with the Broncos, but you know, Driscoll didn't play that bad when he came in last week against Pittsburgh. I know it was a closer game than some thought. So I, I definitely think if the Buccaneers defense steps up like they did last weekend, um, I, I think that they'll handle them pretty easily. Coming up, guys, we're going to we're going to continue our conversation leading into week three of the 2020 NFL season as the Buccaneers get set to travel to Denver and face those Broncos. We're going to talk key matchups, bold predictions, and then we're going to get a final score prediction from myself and from Jordan here on today's episode brought to you by my bookie. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code locked on and double your first deposit. New players get up to a thousand dollars in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. All right, guys, back here for our final segment of our final episode this week of the Locked On Bucks podcast. David Harrison, your host, joined today by Jordan Moore, writer and producer for Spectrum Bay News 9. And Jordan, we're going to get into our key matchups. What is this key matchup between the Broncos and Buccaneers you think that the Buccaneers have to come out on top of in order to leave Colorado with a win? I think you kind of touched on it uh, earlier. I think it's the Bucks secondary versus the the young Broncos receivers. I know Jerry Judy is stepping up as a wide receiver one this week, and I think he has played well. I mean, it's only been two weeks for the Broncos. He, um, you know, struggled a little bit last week. I know he's beat up a little bit, but I think if the, you know, like you said, the the Buccaneers being ranked, um, you know, below the Buccaneers secondary being ranked uh, below, below the average in the NFL. I think, you know, they're going to, they, they have come out and, and kind of proven themselves at least last week they did against Carolina. I think that's going to be the matchup to really watch for, because if the, if the Bucks can win that uh, matchup with, with the Broncos receivers, I, I think that they're going to be fine defensively. I, I don't think that's a, th- a big thing to be worried about. Um, other than that, I think, you know, th- the focus goes back on can Brady continue that chemistry that he had last week with Mike Evans. I, you know, that touchdown throw was, you know, on point with, with the best chemistry that, I mean, you could really have with a wide receiver uh, with that pump fake and, and the good throw to the, to the pylon last week. I think, you know, you look at Chris Godwin, this is really the first time that Brady has had both Godwin and Mike Evans fully healthy. And as we touched on OJ Howard too. And I think, you know, sometimes we, we kind of touch on it too, that you can kind of forget that Gronk's on the team as well. So one time, you know, you, you know, like I said about the, the play action, you do a play action where you think Gronk's going to block and he, you know, goes out wide. And I think that that's always a, a matchup that could have a dark horse or, you know, possibly be a touchdown I don't know I don't think that Gronk will have a touchdown this week but something to be be on the lookout for but I think you know 
defenses like the Broncos, who are without their best player, um, could take some risks and, and, you know, crash that backside and stuff like that and blitz those safeties. And that's something that, that Gronk has excelled at and something that, you know, definitely the Bronco or the Bucks have uh, speed for in, in Godwin and Mike Evans. So those are two match- matchups, I would say. Talking about that defense, just kind of go out there taking chances. I mean, I think this is really the week. If you're the Denver Broncos, nobody's going to be expecting you to win this game. So you could very, very well see guys like Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson maybe be a little bit more bold than they normally would. My matchup in this game that I'm watching, the key matchup I have for this game really is, it's, it's a little bit of cheating, but I mean, at the same time, you need this running game to really get going because you don't want to force Tom Brady back there to throw a whole lot. And what we saw with the Pittsburgh Steelers against this Denver Broncos defense is they are susceptible to getting gashed in the running game. They also missed a lot of tackles. And I look at a guy like Rojo, and this is a game where he's got to be able to take advantage of some of those missed tackle opportunities. He's got to be able to take advantage of some of those poor angles and manipulate the defense a little bit and kind of show that he's got that burst. Everybody, I think, in Bucks Nation, all the Bucks fans have been kind of waiting for that big splash highlight play from Ronald Jones ever since they saw him get drafted out of USC, and they've yet to see it. And I think Leonard Fournette's probably going to have a pretty strong day. And those conversations about is Leonard Fournette here to take that number one spot are going to start ramping up a little bit hotter, a little bit faster than they already are. Moving on now, Jordan, to bold predictions. Give the guys your, give the listeners your bold prediction. Um, I, I kind of thought about it when I just uh, was talking about the last segment, but I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to go with Gronk's going to have a score this this week against that um, that young Denver offense or Denver defense. I think that. Um, the the Bucks will have some new schemes with, um, you know, a healthy Evans and a healthy Godwin. I think that it opens up the field a little more with what you can do. And obviously you have two backs, just like you said, with Ronald Jones and Fournette now. Um, I mean, two two really good backs that can also catch. Or I, I, I know uh, Ronald Jones usually runs a, a little more. But um, Fournette, I, I feel like people kind of forget that. He was a, a pretty good pass catching back last year with the Jaguars, and I think that's something that Arians really um, will open up more. And, and I think he gets the tight ends involved. So I'm I'm gonna go with Gronk having a touchdown um, for you know the first time in Tampa Bay, uh, Brady to Gronk. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that as, as my bold prediction. Yeah, I like it, man. And I mean, you never know how it's going to come either. It could be kind of one of those vintage, you know, Brady to Gronk plays that you've seen so many highlights about uh, or what, while they were wearing Patriots colors. Or it could be, you know, like I said, that running game gets going and they're down inside the five or something, a quick play action. Rob comes free in the end zone because the Broncos are selling out to stop the running back. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of an easy pass and catch for six points. And and everybody who has O.J. Howard on their fantasy roster is going to curse at their, <laughs> at their television screen. Uh, I, I think like that's- that prediction. That's kind of something too that people people don't really realize is a Tom Brady esque team that has him on it. I don't think that you're going to have a lot of fantasy production from guys other than wide receivers. And then Jordan, final thing we have to cover is score predictions. Uh, the Buccaneers are still, according to my bookie, six point favorites. They've got a six. They've got we they've got the Buccaneers listed uh, plus six point or minus six points rather. Do you think the Buccaneers cover the spread for one? What Who's winning this game? I think we already know what your answer is, but what's the score? Do they cover the spread? Yeah, I think they cover. I, I, I think they cover easily, honestly. I don't really think that the game will be close. I know that's kind of kind of bold with, you know, the Broncos and, and a team, a, a Brady team going into Denver and, and winning, but I'm going to go with a score that's kind of similar to last week against Carolina. I don't know if it'll be that, I but – I'm predicting that it's going to be something like 34, 
um, 17 or 34, 20, something like that. I don't see this Buccaneers defense really giving up that many points um, to Jeff Driscoll. And really, you don't really only have two receivers if you're the Broncos and Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler, who was just drafted as well. Um, so I, I know they have a, another receiver. I think his name is Patrick, but I, I don't think that that offense is, is really going to do anything with that Buccaneers defense. Um, like you say, you touched on Shaq Barrett. I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder too. Um, and this, this bunk bucks front four front five, sometimes they run. I, I don't think that they'll have any problem getting through that Broncos offensive line. Just, just like you said. So I I'd expect a lot of pressure. I'm saying probably two turnovers for the bucks. Um, and, and I think Brady has that run game uh, to lean on, but I think he also gets, the passing game a lot more this week with uh, two healthy receivers. Yeah. And I don't think you're gonna be alone. In that. In fact, I can already, I can already uh, verify that Jason Curtis, another fellow writer uh, with me over there at Bucks nation at SBNation.com, is predicting the Buccaneers to win by a score of 37 to 17, 20 points. Mm-hmm. They're easily covering that spread. Honestly, I'm kind of waiting to see if this, this point spread increases to, you know, the eight and a half points that the Buccaneers were favored by heading into the Carolina game. Um, I kind of figured that's probably going to happen. So really right now is the time, uh, Bucks fans, if you are that type of person, you want to put money on the game, six-point spread. I mean, I think I think everybody's pretty comfortable thinking the Buccaneers can go into Denver and cover that. I'm going to stay a little bit conservative just because, uh, first of all, I'm a huge fan of Vic Fangio, and I never kind of sell out players that are playing for a coach like that, um, especially these young guys like we've already kind of talked about. They're young, they're athletic, they really have nothing to lose. They, they, they're not going to go out there, and, and if they lose this game, nobody's really going to be surprised, I guess, unless the Bucks come in and just blow them out by five touchdowns. Um, so I'm, I'm still kind of keeping it a little bit close. I'm going 27-17. It's only 10 points. Still covers the spread. A little bit more conservative there uh, than maybe some people would like me to, to be, and I, and I will tell you that part of me is fighting kind of going out for that like 37-17 line like you and Jason are on. So I definitely don't think you're necessarily off base. I'm just going to stay a little bit conservative here. Feel free to at me on Twitter, guys, if you want to throw that in my face a little bit uh, later. But, Jordan, that's going to wrap it up for today. So, one more time, let everybody know who you are. Let them know where they can find you on social media and where they can find your work. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm posting a lot more Tampa Bay content lately. Um, you can find me on, on Twitter at IJordanMoore. Um, I'm posting a lot about the Lightning and the Rays and the, the Bucks as well every Sunday. So, um it, you know, if you're if you're a Tampa sports fan, definitely. Um, but also, I'm posting a lot of Boston stuff too. I can't can't stop my fandom, but um, but yeah, it, feel free to follow me and um, you know at me if if you agree with anything on that I said on this podcast. Yeah, hopefully they definitely do, Jordan. Greatly appreciate your time. Just an FYI, my co-host James Jarko, who is off for this episode, is a huge Boston Red Sox fan. So the next time we have you on the show. I have a feeling I'm just going to sit here on mute for a while while you two talk about the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a tough time to be a Red Sox fan right now, but but <laughs> we've had our years. It's so. a little bit of a therapy session for you. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. But all right, Bucks Nation, that's going to wrap it up for us here today and for this week. Next time we talk to you, it's going to be on the other side of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers week three, hopefully win against the Denver Broncos on the road. They're in Mile High City against Jeff Driscoll and the mighty Denver Broncos. Until then, Everybody out there, hopefully you have a safe weekend. Have a happy weekend. Be good to each other, as we always say on this show. And thank you so much for joining me right here at Locked on Bucks.